Hello, and welcome to We Made You a Song, a podcast about a unique song-making process in unique times. I'm your host, Trent Wagler of The Steel Wheels. Thanks for listening. I'm sitting in my office in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the Shenandoah Valley, and we're embarking on this new project, this collaboration between the Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA. But to start the podcast, I need to tell you a story, and that story takes us back to the beginning of the pandemic, when, like everyone else, we boarded up the windows on our touring schedule, and uh, it looks likely that that will be the case through the rest of 2020. But our band that has been touring full-time since 2010 started brainstorming ways that we could keep working creatively during the COVID shutdown. So we introduced a new project that we called Distance Together. The basic idea was, we will write you a song for a commission. Then we'll record that song. All five of us in our isolated studios will put our recording together and we'll send it back to you. That simple. Our thinking was that there'd be a lot of people who are going to be changing their plans during the pandemic, yet plenty of life events are still going to continue. And we know this. All of us have missed things. We've missed friends' weddings or a special birthday or maybe a retirement party. And... We thought, what can we do? Well, we have the ability to create some music, and maybe an original song can be something that will help bridge the sense of loss or the lack of connection that you feel when you've lost some of these opportunities to gather. We had no idea if anybody would take us up on it. (laughs) We had no idea if we could even do it, if we were up to it, but we put the idea out there. So, this podcast is an exploration of the relationship and the process of these songs that we created and the stories that inspired them. We will take a look at each song that we are actually planning to release in an upcoming album by The Steel Wheels. Each song is unique, and it's a sort of, I don't know, crowdsourced art, a a kind of fan-inspired work that was an honor for us to be a part of. So, let's get started. This week, we head to Kansas to meet Tim Diener. We're going to explore the prairie landscape, and we're going to find a song in Tim's stories. The plans are all dreams to the water and sky. So, we got an email from Tim, and he writes, I'm not a, quote, musician... However, I've been playing guitar stubbornly since 1964. Well, (laughs) you are a musician then. Back around 2010, I got several people from our church together and we formed the Cottonwood River Band. We had a great time practicing together and we actually did about 100 gigs. Well, better than a lot of bands. (laughs) The Cottonwood River, the band is named for, runs through Durham, Kansas, where we all go to church. What I've done over the past six to eight years is I find songs that I like the chord progression to, and I write my lyrics for them. Okay, so he's a songwriter. I would love to have a song of my own, so to speak. Okay. As I write this, it seems like the Kansas prairie is all on fire. Maybe I should let Tim say it in his own words. 
And what I noticed that afternoon was all of the ranchers, farmers, burning their pastures. And it was still, it was calm. And so all of the smoke was just going up to the sky. It was kind of a, a soulful moment, I guess you'd say. As he wrote, the ranchers were all burning pastures. The Cottonwood River comes up northwest of Durham, where my wife is from, and flows down through Durham into the Marion Reservoir. In 2019, on July 4th, the river backed up into Durham because of all the rain we received. Here's Tim. Uh, The river rose and flooded Durham, which is where our church is at. It's a little, you know, 800 population community. And so the water came up. The next morning it was gone. It was four, six, seven feet deep in, in the downtown area. The next morning it was gone. Back in high school when the reservoir was new, my friends and I swam there, camped there, fished there, and spent a lot of time in the canoe. Right out of college and stuff, we used to do a lot of camping at the reservoir for something to do on the weekends. And a couple of us were brave enough to, uh, to go to the Causeway Bridge there. Common sense would say you would jump off of it. I don't like to go feet first, so I would dive. I did jump once or twice to make sure how deep it was, you know. We camp in the summer at the reservoir close to the causeway. Okay, so this is this is kind of a new way of songwriting for me. Uh, I'm excited and like to dive into this, but man, I didn't know for sure when we offered this whether I would like writing songs to other people's stories or if I'd even be up to it. This is not something I've done before. But as I see here with like what Tim is giving me, the story is a great way to start. It gives me limitations, right? I'm not just showing up in a room and trying to write a song uh, that could be about anything. I have to write this song. I have to use this. And for me, my initial thoughts, and when I sit down in a room with Tim's stories, I think of John Prine. It totally reminds me of that line in Paradise. Uh, let me get a guitar. Sometimes we flow right down the green river to the abandoned old prison down by Idri Hill. Where the air smelled like snakes We'd shoot with our pistols Empty pop bottles Was all we would kill Yeah, that's the line. Sometimes we'd float right down the Green River and all this stuff about the Cottonwood River. I I love, like, here's this guy. He just sends us what he wants to send us uh, to collect just these different images from his mind to write a song. And... He tells us about a story when this, you know, nearby town flooded and about the Cottonwood River and kind of this, like the lifeblood in a way of, of maybe his own, his own life. He tells us stories about camping there. And so it, it's got to be about the river and it's just got to feel like that. It's got to feel like John Prine. So that's like, that's the little window I need to get inside of this story and write this song. The Cottonwood River still runs deep and wide. It gathers together. So, after I had the bones of the song Water and Sky, 
I sent it out to the band, and from those isolated studios miles apart, we put the song together. So I, uh, I've called them together from those same studios, we're still apart, and we talked over Zoom about the process. Here's our fiddle player, Eric Brubaker. One of the few things we heard about this was that it's a song that he wanted to play and sing. So it wanted, he, need, he needed something simple that could be learned, which is not actually a very easy thing to do when you're writing a song. Write something simple and meaningful, go, right? So what I thought was cool about the final product, uh, kind of put it in the space of like a classic, almost a John Prine type of song where it's simple, but it's, uh, it's got some, some depth to uh, some of those simple lines. And here's Jay, Jay Lapp. He plays mandolin and guitars for the band. Yeah, you, you took the words right out of my mouth, Eric. I, you know, like all these songs, you open it up and you don't know what you're going to hear. But I heard, yeah, that John Prine. I call it the John's song because it, like John Prine, John Denver kind of folk uh, tune. Um, and then a, a great chorus, you know, harmony laden chorus that can sit in there nicely. And simultaneously, John Prine was sick and was like, he. we lost him in the same time of COVID-19. And so it felt like it was a really sort of like little tip of the cap. And because of your experience with living in Kansas and having some of that imagery already available to you, did that make it, did that make this song easier to write for you? I think so. Yeah, I think I, I could picture... I could picture certain sandy bottom rivers and and like you know little bridges that that I could recall from my teenage years but yeah I do feel like places like Kansas um there there are very clean lines in the landscape it's all about the sky and then when the storms come it's all about the water and uh it it can feel like a very severe place with the high winds and the the dry heat uh it it felt like some of those elemental things just was a good way to to bring this song back to him yeah anything else in like the production or sounds that yeah i mean it was the first one we had where i can remember where we were kind of making up harmonies and apart from each other and not even talking about it so that was a little trickier of like you go high, you go low, I'll go somewhere in between, but having no idea what anybody else was doing. It's yeah. kind of an interesting, weird, weird way of doing it. And also not seeing like that face to face, like suddenly metering of like, Oh, Trent saying this one slightly different this time around. And I don't have his like face to look at. Mm. Yeah. That was kind of a, a tricky, uh, tricky one to get into and realize that this is the process that we're currently in. So <laughs> That was Brian Dickel. He's our bassist for the Steel Wheels. And here's the fiddle player, Eric Brubaker. We're using the uh, technology to, to pull together something that is intended to be sung in, in Tim Diener's living room, right? So, <laughs> uh, but no, I think, I think it's timely in that way as well to, to be thinking towards that um, singing together in a living room because uh, we, at least we hope that people are still being creative and, and being musical in these times where we can't really gather around live music. Um, hopefully people are, are making music in their own homes. So there was something hopeful about that process of thinking like, all right, we're, we're writing something for somebody to be able to engage uh, with and share. Let me introduce Kevin Garcia. 
He plays drums for the Steel Wheels, but also in this process, he did all the mixing and the mastering for the song. So once everyone finished the recording, we sent him all the tracks. Yeah, that is kind of one of the amazing things uh, that I noticed while we were, you know, sending tracks back and forth and and I was receiving them all, um, is that there was that space that we just didn't really discuss anything, but... I feel like we were kind of thinking, well, this would be the space for that, and this would be the space for that. And and especially on this song, too, because uh, the way I, I tried to play the drums was very open, just leaving a lot of space for you guys to kind of, you know, have some time in there and um, without busying up everything. So When Brian and Eric and myself, this is Jay speaking, we we get the tracks it's just trent playing whatever instrument he's playing and then drums and so it's a real solid backbone and there's a wide palette um but with each song you just don't know what you're gonna get so you open up the email you download the song you drop it into your recording program and bam all right it's a country song bam it's a uh you know groovy funky tune you know bam it's a fiddle tune um and so it's very immediate in that way you hear it and then um off to the races and then an it, instrument and then it really keeps cycling that way because i i remember opening up this song for the first time after it had been you know, everyone had added their parts. And I just remember hearing that first chorus where it just is all filled up with all the harmonies and just being like, yes, like this is, this is what I, this is what I assumed would happen. But still, like, I'm so glad it, like it happened. Water and sky, never run dry. What was it like, I guess, describe what it was like to get it back, uh, to open it up and have this thing. I would personally, um, I mean, I, maybe you, you have tons of, uh, confidence in our band and that's fine, but I would still think that when you're getting it back, there's a sense of dread of like, Ooh, what if this is just terrible? You know? Uh, so I'm, I'm curious <laughs> as, as you, if you can remember to the moment when you, when you got the file from us and you're opening it up and you're listening to that song the first time, what was that like for you? That was an experience because it took some time to complete the project. And so, you know, checking my email every day, you know, to see if anything came or whatever. And, and then on that day it came, my wife and I were sitting at the supper table and we check email for the day. And uh, there, there it was. And it's like, oh my goodness, now what, you know, I have to open it. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, It brought tears to my eyes. It was just to hear those thoughts that we had put together, uh, put to music and done so well, uh, harmonies and things like you guys do. Um, both of us, my wife and I were just like, wow. And uh, it also went to my daughter because uh, she had been emailing that, that stuff and uh, she was really, really impressed with the song as well. So, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you did keep it simple. Uh, I'm a short fingered guitar player, so chords are, are good for me. Yeah. Beyond that, it's tough. 
I hear you. You don't, yeah, that's great. I think uh, keeping it simple is often the best, but. Well, Tim, thanks so much for taking a little time out of the day and uh, give your greetings to your family and uh, keep playing that guitar. All right, thank you so much, Trent. And here's the final version of the song, Water and Sky. My deepest gratitude to Tim Diener, also to the members of the Steel Wheels, and of course, to our fearless editor, Matt Bingay, at our local NPR station, WMRA. 
Our presenting sponsor is Old Hill Cider, located at Showalter's Orchard in Timberville, Virginia. I've been a fan of Old Hill for years. And what is better, really, in the fall than going out to an apple orchard? Is there anything that could make you feel a little more normal uh, against the tide of abnormalcy of 2020? Get out there. I I recommend you try a good dry cider like Old Hill's Farmhand or for something a little more naturally sweet, if that's your thing. I love off the press. It just tastes like apples in your mouth. Um... They even just started canning something that they call the Virginia Rattler, which is a new drink they had premiered last year at Red Wing in 2019. And it's really kind of this curveball. It's a cider, but it's got hops and lemon and, interestingly, a historic tie to bicycles. And what more could you really want? So check out our our good friends out at Old Hill Cider. Uh, You can find them online at showwaltersorchard.com. Or just go pay them a visit in Timberville, Virginia. You won't regret it. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, tell everybody you know. We've got a lot going on in the Steel Wheels orbit right now from this new album and the podcast. And uh, we'll be announcing dates of upcoming online shows and maybe the eventual possibility of in-person shows. All of that can be found at our website, thesteelwheels.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, of course, if that's your thing. Until next time, get out there and make something. Put your heart into it. Put your back into it. If you like, show it to other people. It could inspire them to make something beautiful. And someday, someday soon, I hope, we can all sit around the campfire and share what we made. But for now, this'll have to do. We made you a song.